Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research, and today we're doing something a little different. Instead of interviewing an IT decision maker, we're going to go back to basics and define some of the most used terminology in the field of federal IT. In other words, buzzwords. And what fun would it be if we didn't gamify it a bit? So with me today for what is sure to be a memorable episode of GovCast is managing editor Ross John Fortuny and staff writer researcher Anastasia Obis. Ross, Anastasia, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. As I said, today we're going to be defining some buzzwords. But of course, it's not going to be as simple as going down a list. I put together an ABCs of Fed IT with one term per letter. I will be randomly selecting a letter from my trusty Boston Red Sox hat. I'm shaking it for the microphone, if you can hear. And the hosts will have to define the buzzword within 30 seconds. If they don't, honestly, there are no consequences, but a little hurt pride is always a good incentive. We may not make it through every letter today, but we are going to try our darndest. Before we get started, do we have any questions? No. No, sir. All right. Let's start with Ross. I am shaking the hat. Your first one is... <laughs> this would have been a good one for, uh, for last, but we're kicking it off with why is for why does it matter? In other words, why do we care about federal IT? You have 30 seconds. There's a million reasons to say that why, why we care about federal IT. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer here. I think obviously the people that listen to this podcast, it is their livelihood, it is their mission, it is the ways by which they bring forward government services into citizens' lives, other uh, partners' lives, and generally the way that things are kept secure and moving within the government. I think broadly, I'm in reruns a little bit here when it comes to GovCast and our podcast uh, network to say that everything is the computer now. And it's important to remember that 20 years ago, this was all very niche and it very much isn't anymore. So it really does matter in every facet of life. Nowhere has that been more evident than the last uh, three and a half years when things went largely remote and the ways that people interacted with uh, government services uh, on the customer side, the citizen side, became more and more computer-based. But, you know, between everyone's contractors, partnerships, academia, levels of government, IT is the center of it all. That was a great explanation, but unfortunately, that was about 90 seconds. So you are being docked 90 points. Up next is Anastasia. Anastasia, your letter is M for modernization. Yeah, um, modernization, it's basically using technology to change how an organization operates in order to compete in this digital age. Door into the point. Nicely done, Anastasia. That's plus 30 points. Ross, you have a chance to get out of the negative. Can you provide an example that illustrates what Anastasia just said? Modernization is 
sort of the Gordian knot of many agencies, but nowhere is that more evident than the Veterans Affairs Department. That has a, been a problem for as long as it's been around, and that the paper to digital records is sort of ground zero for that at the Veterans Affairs Department because there are so many veterans and so much care, and it's so important. But getting from the 20th to the 21st century and beyond is is difficult. So there's a lot of talk about organization at that agency specifically. Thank you, Ross. Great example. Plus 90 points. You're back at zero. And now you have a chance to swoop ahead again. Your next letter is how convenient V for Veterans Affairs. On the IT side of things, the Veterans Affairs Department is sort of infamous for having paper records all throughout its offices throughout the country. It is the largest, of course, um, healthcare system in the U.S., and it is one for which modernization, IT, and general technology services are both in need of update and really, really on the cutting edge. You have a lot of programs at Veterans Health uh, Centers that are partnerships with private industry, but also interesting stuff with 3D printing. I know I've interviewed people there about um, the kind of futuristic stuff they're doing. So in that way, it really is sort of a picture of the whole of uh, the public service and, and the federal government in that there's a lot of stuff that really needs to be updated, but boy, are they really pushing stuff otherwise. Thank you, Ross. That was over 30 seconds, but it was a good explanation. Not as long as the first one, so I'm going to give you 15 points. All right, back to Anastasia. We are drawing your next letter, and it is G for guidance. And what you can tell with that is that I could not find a lot of words to start with G that were relevant. So I want you to give me an example of a recent guidance to federal agencies probably from like the White House or something like that. We should have done like gamification or something. <laughs> but guidance, let's uh, let's do, we just did an episode with you and Ross on the cybersecurity guidance or the cybersecurity strategy that came out of the White House. And it's the first one of a kind strategy and it's going to guide the entire country in how it approaches cybersecurity. Huge guidance and, yeah, very important. All right, great example. Another 30 points to Anastasia. Ross, I'm going to make this a special bonus. If you are able to do this in 15 seconds, you double your points. Your letter is... <laughs> Z for zero trust. All right, I should know this, but I, I need to get a, this is the one thing I didn't prepare, so I apologize. Uh, Anastasia, this is your chance to steal. <laughs> zero trust. Um, well, zero trust is a cybersecurity approach. And uh, for a long time, we used to have an approach to cybersecurity, which was a perimeter-based security approach. So now zero trust is... Basically, it assumes that no device should be trusted. Hence, don't trust, always verify. That's zero trust. For the steal, we are going to double your current score. You are now at 90 points, if my math is correct. And if it's wrong, I don't want to hear about it. All right, Ross, we're back to you. We're drawing another letter. This one is 
N for network security. Network security is pretty much in the name. It is the, the ways by which IT shops keep bad actors out and verify those who are coming in and making sure that there are no more intrusions or minimal problems with their network on uptime, on functionality, and again, more than anything else, keeping intruders out. That was so wonderful, and you actually hit the 30 seconds, so I am giving you a special bonus. You are now at 80 points. You're just 10 behind Anastasia. Do the points matter? No. Am I making up as we go? Yes. Am I blatantly stealing from whose lies anyway? 100%. All right, Anastasia, your next letter is B for burnout. And maybe we want to frame that. I think we were talking about burnout in terms of the workforce. So maybe we can talk about a solution for helping avoid workforce burnout. Yeah, how about we throw the automation term in it? That's where organizations are heading right now. They want to automate a lot of tasks so that people can concentrate on what they are good at and machines can concentrate on what machines are good at. Excellent. That is another 15 points. You're up to 105. Ross, your next one is H for health equity. Health equity has been a priority of all health agencies and particularly the, the current administration because the pandemic brought into a lot of focus, particularly through the use of data, how different diseases and, and health issues affect different communities differently. So within the DEIA um, framework, health equity is a way that uh, agencies like CMS and um, Health and Human Services approach healthcare to more um, and health systems in a more equitable way to get it to the people who need it the most. And so it's not just tied to things like class, geography, race, or uh, access. Well, you went over the 30 seconds, but it's a very important topic that deserves to be discussed in detail. So I am going to still give you 15 points. You are both neck in neck at 105. Anastasia, your next one is... O for open source. Open source. Well, it's gotten so big uh, in the last couple of years. Um, well, it's basically what it sounds like uh, when we talk about open source code. It's basically out there in the open. It's accessible to everyone and anyone who wants to take a look at a specific code and use it to create their own product. And it's very collaborative in nature. It's basically accessible throughout the world. So, so many eyes can look at that code, find vulnerabilities, tweak it, create something new. It promotes innovation. Um, yeah. All right, that went a little over. So I'm going to give you, just to make my life a little easier, 20 points. So you're now at 125. Ross, you have a chance to advance. Can you tell us why open source could be an issue? Open source can be an issue, sort of bring it back to some of the zero trust and security conversations, because open source means open everybody. So there are plenty of ways for malevolent forces to get within or exploit open source um, vulnerabilities when uh, put in use. 
well done. I'm giving you also 20 points, 125 across the board. This time, I'm not going to actively try to tie things just to make it interesting. We are going to go with 15 points for every, no, 25 points for every correct question. That's going to be a lot easier. All right, Ross, your letter is T for technical debt. I don't want to sound fast, but technical debt to a certain extent is is within the name in the sense that, you know, particularly in the great power competition, there's a lot of conversation about organizationally where the military services in the U.S. are versus other places and where those debts on the tech side, the IT side in particular, come forth. Well done. That is 25 points. You're up to 150. Anastasia, your letter is... All right, I'm going to give you 60 seconds on the clock because this is kind of a two-parter. It is digitalization versus digitization. Okay, so digitization, that's a process of converting various types of information like images or audio or video into digital formats. So it can be then used on, stored and transmitted using electronic devices. Now, the second one is adopting various processes to be used on the computer and the internet. That is correct. So I'm going to give you 50 points for getting both of those correct. So that puts you up to 200. All right, Ross, your letter is Q for quantum computing. Quantum computing essentially uses this huge uh, quantum mechanics to do things, to solve problems, to do the work of computers that normal computers can't do. So they have these, quite literally, these quantum mechanical computers, these more powerful computers to do it. And to double your points, can you tell us why we are concerned about quantum computing? Uh, I cannot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that is okay. Well, you still get 175 points in total. Anastasia, do you want to have the potential to get 25 extra points and tell us why quantum computing is a security concern? Sure. It's a cutting edge technology. And what could potentially happen is it's going to be able to decrypt the information that is currently encrypted. So which means that other nations who have the, inform the encrypted information currently on other nations, they could just wait a couple of years until quantum computing comes in and they will be able to decrypt it. So that's a huge vulnerability. Very scary. And you get the extra 25 points, 225 to Ross's 175. Anastasia, your next letter is W is for workforce shortage. All right. Workforce shortage. We've talked about it extensively and the public sector is especially dealing with workforce shortage especially when it comes to cyber talent IT talent and we just discussed the workforce strategy that 
came out of the White House. And that's to address those gaps. We don't have enough talent as it currently stands to address everything that's basically coming in at us. And um, I'm sorry, I have sirens. Can you hear that? I can, but you know what? This is a game episode and we are showing our listeners the realities of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's workforce shortage. All right, that's 25 points. And that puts you up to 250, I believe. All right, this is our last two. And we are going to make these the daily doubles to also steal from Jeopardy. Whose lines anyway? Jeopardy, everything's up for grabs. All right. Ross, for 50 points, K stands for Kessel Run, which is by way of saying Kessel Run is a software factory. What are software factories? Well, software factories are generally a place or a sort of team, oftentimes in the case of something like Kessel Run, uh, that formalizes and puts together the processes for software development. They're kind of these almost hackathon kind of things where they have a bunch of people, a bunch of different like sort of systems to keep doing fairly specific software goals, I guess I would say. Excellent. That's 50 points. How much did you have? Were you keeping track? Absolutely not. Absolutely All not. All right. I, I think you're at 175. Five, if memory serves me correct. So that puts you up to 225 for 15 extra points. Can you name one other software factory? Uh, not by name. I know Kessel Run, I'm, I'm pretty sure is, is Air Force. I know Army has, I know I've covered the Army once before, but no, I can't do it by name. So I'm really showing my ignorance here. Well, if you had just guessed basically anything Star Wars, you would have had like a 50 50 shot, but. That puts you at 225. Anastasia, you will win regardless uh, with 250, unless if you can't do this in 30 seconds, I'm going to dock you 25 rather than give you 50. Did I set this up in advance? No, but we're going to go for it just to raise the tension a little bit. So, Anastasia, are you ready? Yes. All right. The last one is I'm just shaking the Red Sox hat. I is for infrastructure. Oh, can I take it to maybe cloud? Sure. All right, let's do cloud. So and I'll quickly define cloud computing and cloud computing. It's delivering uh, different services like software or networking or storage over the Internet. It is on demand. It means that an organization doesn't have to build out an entire infrastructure to support uh, to provide those services to their employees. In less than 30 seconds, not just defining infrastructure, but cloud as well. I am giving that quadruple points. You are now at 350. Congratulations, Anastasia. You have won our absolutely insane game of ABCs of Fed IT. How does it feel? This was very stressful. <laughs> 
Ross, do you have anything that you want to say? I would absolutely agree. That was very, very stressful. Not knowing the the questions uh, beforehand was, uh, yeah, that's a lot for me as someone who's uh, doesn't perform well under pressure is clearly seen here. Well, you both did a terrific job. We do have a few left. Uh, are you curious what the other uh, ABCs of Fed IT are? Yes. Yes, of course. All right. Just reaching in randomly. C is for cloud. Anastasia just did that. R is for ransomware. J is for JADC2. E is for ethical AI. We know we had to get AI in there somewhere. P is for phishing. Uh, <laughs> X is for zero trust, the way that my computer will sometimes autocorrect to with an X, which makes absolutely no sense. F is for 5G. A is for automation. S is for shadow IT. U is for user-centered design. And L is for legacy IT. So obviously there are a lot more federal IT buzzwords than that floating out there. So who knows? Maybe we will be playing this game again sometime soon. Although based on the look of fear in both of your eyes, I'm guessing that neither of you will want to participate. But hey, I had fun and hopefully so did our listeners. But with all of that said, that is all for today's GovCast. Tune in next week for another extra special GovCast. But in the meantime, if you like what you heard, make sure that you are subscribed on the podcast platform of your choice and leave a five-star rating as well. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Ross John Fortuna. And I'm Anastasia Obis. Thank you for listening. GovCast, along with HealthCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com. Anastasia, do you have your emotional support cat? Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry to cause you all stress. I thought this was fun. <laughs> no, it was stressful and I absolutely loved it. I wouldn't do it again. Oh, yeah, it was fun. I just, uh, yeah, there's a couple that, like I said, I'm a bit more of a generalist. So it's just like, oh, boy, I don't know how to define this easily. And certainly, you know, it's right off the jump. 30 seconds is is short for me, unfortunately. Well, maybe next time you all can quiz me. I think that would be a, a fun turning of the tables. I love that. I don't know. Like, g- give me a buzzword. See see how I do right off the bat. So, OK, my question is, what would be the difference between technical debt and legacy IT? Technical debt is the fact that you have not updated your systems in an adequate amount of time, and therefore it costs more money to replace the older systems the longer you wait. And legacy IT just refers to those old systems. Um, so they're part and parcel. And I just won the game. Mm-hmm. You, you, just... <laughs> you win. Congratulations. <laughs>
I learned something by editing these. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a fun postscript.